0: Here we go. The following podcast contains explicit language. Bye-bye. Seven times out of ten, we listened to our podcast <laughs> at night. Thus spawned the title of this program. Facade podcast. fail what's up? Now, in the previous podcast, I told you when I when I play this song right here, oh, everything is great. Matter of fact, you're getting to be all that matters to me. Let me tell you, girl, it's bright. Yay, <laughs> yay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guess what? The semester is over. And even though I got like 40 papers to grade, <laughs> right now we just we just we're Saturday. It's Saturday. So I never record on a Saturday. So we just relaxing. It's Saturday. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Woo. It's been a good it's been a good run. It's just this the sixth show. What's, oh, hold on, let me, let me introduce the show, hold on, let me introduce the show, stop for a second. This is the Facade Podcast, hosted by the two of me, the professor and the student, hip-hop junkie, R&B savant, the radical conservative, hustler, never the informant, the one who seeks to understand while being under stood. <laughs> All are welcome. Now, my nerd don't always translate well, so I need y'all to bear with me. Whew. How y'all doing? Man, a lot didn't happen in the last two weeks. I ain't talked to y'all. I seen a couple of y'all. y'all. Y'all was in the DMs, so now, now I know how the DMs works, right? So I, I didn't really get it. So the DMs, is the place where conversation that ain't nobody supposed to see transpires. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what the DMs are. Woo. So now now me, I keep my treat my podcast like I'm an attorney. So y'all got listener privilege that I never violate. Y'all send me them DMs, couple of y'all send me some feed pick requests. Like some some comparisons, we y'all was like, "Look at my feet! I bet they look better than yours." (laughs) They do. (laughs) So thank you to the people who did that. I appreciate that. Some of y'all was like, "Hey man, uh, what's going on with you? What what you doing with the podcast? Is you gonna get it? I heard you was gonna do some live podcast." So we got some things in the cooker. Got got a lot of advice from some people, so I appreciate the advice. Y'all keep it coming. We uh, social media. We trying to get it. Cracking. So follow us on Twitter, on Insta. So the Twitter is uh, Facade Podcast, but the Insta is Facade Pod. Cause some buster s- sitting on Facade Podcast and he got two followers, but that's a whole nother discussion. So how y'all doing? It's Mother's Day weekend, right? So we want to start the show off, letting all you mothers know that we love y'all, right? If you're you a child that got a mother that's alive, give your mother something, right? Because it's, it's Mother's Day tomorrow. Even the mothers that's abusive, that, that, you know, y'all neglect y'all kids, y'all take y'all kids out with no shoes or socks on their feet, with just a diaper and a two-little shirt, while you got a $1,500 outfit on, <laughs> y'all know who y'all are. Happy Mother's Day to y'all, too. Y'all, y'all, y'all going to get the Happy Mother's Day, too, yeah, you should get DHS called on you, but that's a whole nother conversation. So happy Mother's Day to you and all the good mothers, the grandmothers. Happy Mother's Day to uh, the mothers adjacent. Some of y'all is in situations where your man got kids or your woman got kids, right? If you saying gender loving, so happy Mother's Day to them and to you. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. So two weeks then passed. Woo! And when I tell y'all, I've been globe trotting. I been globe trotting. Woo! I did. I went to Atlanta. I, I, I went to Oklahoma. Woo! I've been. I've been. i didn't been, been doing a lot of running. Went to Dallas. About to do some things in Dallas. About some other stuff that we working on. But yeah, after all that traveling, I woke up and I wanted. Uh, you know, so that the facade podcast format is we get to five topics first off the rip, then we get to what my therapist asked me to do, therapist exercise, we hit that either or, that neither nor, what we not going to do, which is my favorite segment, talking about, because I want know what y'all was talking about, and the detangle, right, and so I had a lot of conversations, right, about about spirituality and what that looked like, so for those of you who ain't seen the movie Constantine, go see it, it's it's a, uh, it's, even though it's fictitious, it got me thinking about devils, about demons and angels and God and spirits, right? And so, I woke up the, the morning, right? And I had scratches on my face,
1: and I didn't, you know, so
0: I don't, I don't just be banging my face into stuff, right? I didn't, I didn't have no bugs biting my face while I went to sleep. Like I went to sleep with a regular face, and then when I woke up, I had scratches on my face. Someone like Freddy Krueger scratches on my face, but it was like scratches, like I could feel the um, what's that called, the uh, the scabs. Yeah, scabs. And I feel the scabs like when well, my skin was like cut, but it wasn't healing, but it was almost starting to be healing. Like, you know, them white blood cells jumping on top of each other, trying to build a top to the top of the cut, right, so it could start healing. I felt those, right? And so I woke up, and I was like, something happened to me last night because it wasn't normal. So the first thing I do, I call my mom, and I was like, hey, mom, I got a question. Last night I went to sleep. I didn't no scratches on my face, but when I woke up this morning, I had scratches on my face, and here's what she said to me. She said, when you wake up with scratches on your face, you was fighting the devil in your sleep. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I said, Mama, I didn't hear you. What would you say? She said, when you wake up with scratches on your face, you was fighting the devil in your sleep. What you been up to, boy? She called me boy. <laughs> I felt like I was eleven again. I was thinking, I was like, man, I ain't stole no money out your first mama. I cleaned, I cleaned up my room. I, I didn't party on myself. I'm trying to do good. I wasn't curse by your back. I ain't even wish you to get hit by a bus. <laughs> did I? Did I remember? Okay, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. And I was like, nah, I ain't been doing nothing wrong. What's up with that? But then I thought about it, I was like, man, I got scratches. Of- well, did the devil really scratch on my face? I, like my faith was tested. I was testing my faith. And so I asked everybody in my house, hey, when I was asleep, did y'all do something to me? What y'all do to my face? And nobody in my family would admit to it, or they didn't do it. So I still don't know. Like I don't know. It goes back to the spiritual conversation. Like, could I really have had a fight with the devil in my dreams? Is, is that like a a a black thing? Is that an African thing? A throwback thing? Is that a you know, a Louisiana witch's brew thing. I don't know. So, yeah, I'm kind of kind of nervous, because I don't want no scratches on my face. My face look good. I'm out here, shined up. I'm cocoa buttered up, so I'm looking extra right. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Any of y'all out there that have scratches on your face? tonight? night before you went to sleep, you didn't have no scratches. Woke up with scratches on your face. Yeah, get at me in the DMs, because I need to know about that. About the devil scratching, devil scratching on your face. Yeah, but but the opposite side of the devil is God, right? And God's giving blessings. God's giving blessings. And so the Facade Podcast, right, it's my sixth one. So every other week. When once we hit to the summertime, I'm gonna go every week in like two weeks. So I'm gonna hit it back to back to back, back to back, back back. Cause I'm trying to get like 20 in my catalog for the semester to start cooking in September, right? Because I'm bringing the facade podcast to high schools and college campuses near you. So get ready, because we about to get out here and spread this word. But anyway, I was thinking, I was like, you know, who, what podcast is the best podcast that's live? And of course, Joe Budden Podcast, right? I'm not a writer, I'm not a writer, but I acknowledge the dons, right? Joe Budden Podcast. So I really wasn't, I knew pump, 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 pump it up. I remember that song in the 90s, the 2000s. Right? But I never really was a Joe Bud, a Joe Button, like disciple. I didn't, I didn't know the lyrics. I didn't know the albums in order. Like, I didn't know all that, right? So I started watching Joe Budden, really, when Everyday Struggle was popping. So Everyday Struggle got popping, and then I found out he created it. They did him dirty, fired him, and got him out of there. And I was like, you know, I hate, I hate with corporations. They don't create nothing. People that work in corporations, they don't create nothing. All they do is take the creators, use their ideas to get paid. And so I was like, I, I'm going to follow Joe Button. So he started the podcast. Podcast popped off. Messed around and got the Spotify deal. So now him and his boys, Ma, Rory, Erickson, Parks, they out here doing their thing on the podcast. They shoot it live and then they videotape it live and put it up on YouTube. You can listen to it on Spotify exclusively. And I'm like, they out here cooking. But then they said, we're going to go on live tour. I was like, oh, live tour? I, that's why, as a professor, I do live talks all the time. And I'm kind of bored with just sitting behind a podium for 60 minutes. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to take this facade podcast and bottle it up in a way that's non-academic format. so we can have some conversations over some cigars on stage and talk about that real talk about how we're moving through the world. Right? And so I was like, okay, Joe Budden, when is he coming? Closest city is Dallas. August, sorry, April the 20th. It was Easter weekend. Same weekend, my Uncle Johnny was late to rest on the 19th, so I bought tickets in advance. We couldn't make it to the Joe Buck podcast in Dallas, so I had to bite that cost, but it was all good, because I got right back on I was like, where they going to be? A-T-L. So I was like, oh, yeah, we're we flying to Atlanta. So we did, the, we did the major turnaround flight. We Our flight left, so we had to drive to Lubbock. Flight left at 8.30 in the morning. We was in Atlanta by 1.55. The show was at 8 p.m. Our flight left the next morning at 6.10. You talk about a quick turn. It wasn't even 24 hours. But we went, right, and we checked it out. And, man, that's Joe boy on podcast. Woo! So date nights, fellas, if you want to take your wife, your significant other, your guy out on a date night, Joe boy podcast. That's what's up. You got to take them there. Gotta take it to the Joe Budden podcast. It was extra popping. Like, he was on stage for like two and a half hours. Nothing but hilarity. And check that out before it is. So, sidebar behind every show is an orchestrator. So, it's this guy named Ian Schwartzman, right? So, Ian Schwartzman is Joe Budden's manager. He and I been going back and forth on Twitter. I was like, hey, I'm gonna be in Atlanta for the show because I missed the Dats when I wanna meet you. Guess what he said? Hit me when you get there. I talked, tweeted when I got there. He came out and met with me. We chopped it up. And I was like, man, that's, that's what I'm talking about. The humility. They get into the bag big time for sure. And he talked to me. I'm just a regular guy trying to get in the podcast game. And so I, I appreciated that. Shout out to Ian. And so it was just, it was a fun show, you know. But they had a segment where they was talking about getting knocked out, right? And it got me to thinking. By, you know, by natural, So I asked her, you know, we was on the way home. I said, hey, man, if a dude disrespects you, and he was like, hey, you got a fatty, can I get up on that? And I was like, who are you talking to, sucker? And he punched me in the face. <laughs> and, I, and I got knocked out, and, and I woke up with her standing over me. What would happen? Will we get divorced after that? <laughs> and she, I mean, she, she hesitated. I mean, we've been together like we've been together 23 years, she hesitated. She was like, well, "What's the circumstances?" I was like, "Man, do it matter?" She was like, "Well, I mean, did he sneak, bust you upside your head, or did you square up with your hands up and he bust you in the mouth with one swing and knocked you out trying to defend?" She hit me with the air quotes, "My honor," and I was like, Well, uh, was well, it? Well, how about this? He he ran up from behind me and hit me, tossed a brick and hit me upside the head with a brick and I never seen him coming." She was like, oh, "Okay, well then I stay married to you." What? What? What, what? what does that mean? Like, so a lot of female listeners, women listeners out there, or men listeners that got men that you dating or married to, your significant other bossed up because somebody disrespected them, and you got knocked out with the one-headed quitter, do you think they'll divorce you? Like, divorce you? Divorce you? So I, I don't know. I don't think my, I don't think my marriage is safe no more. I mean, I just... I, I mean... I mean, I guess if I did get knocked out, if it was me seeing me get knocked out on the one hand quit. it's the person trying to defend my honor, and they get knocked out? Well, like what I'm going to do after that, I'm going to run after that, and I'm going to stand there and get knocked out too, or I just let them lay there. I mean, we got the Uber, they got the Uber ambulance now. I hit the Uber ambulance, and they come pick them up, and, you know, it'd be cheaper to take that person that's knocked out to the ambulance, to the hospital without me there, and I could be safe back at the hotel while they getting checked on. I mean, I could do that. But I I don't know. I probably wouldn't do that. But I, that's just that, that kinda bothered me. That she divorced me if I get knocked out, depending on the circumstance. So yeah, I thought I thought about that. That was that was interesting. But the Joe Butt Podcast, yeah. Go see it. I don't know how many more shows they got. I think they got a Boston and a DC. But you know, I don't know if they're gonna do it again. Right? So this the one this is the once in a lifetime type of opportunities. Check it out. Cause uh coming in the fall. <laughs> that was our podcast. Yeah, you can come see that, and it's going to be white shaper. The dope button out here charging like he got a gold album out mouth. Like way, way out. And so, yeah, that, that's, that was the second thing I did in these last two weeks. I don't know if this is a recurring theme or not, right? And I'm not a body shamer dude because I'm not that guy, like, I'm down to 212 pounds. Like you know, I talked about a previous podcast. I hit that 205. I'm teaching with my shirt off in class. Word to the mother. <laughs> word to the mother. Word to the mothers. Mother. Extra old school. But it's it's you know, it's Mother's Day covered up, so yeah. Word to the mother. I'm I'll, I'll teaching with the shirt off. But yo, I'm not I'm not judging. So I, I done been I went to Oklahoma City, I went to Tulsa, I went to Dallas, I went to Lubbock, and I went to Atlanta, right? And even when, when we went to Jacksonville on the layover, I seen a recurring theme, and it got me to thinking, what do we call it? So dudes, you can wear short shorts, because you're a dude. I ain't here to police no bodies. I ain't here to police nobody, but I ain't here to police nobody's body, Right? So if dudes wear short shorts, short shorts, <laughs> like what? What do we call that? Coupled with the dude that got the tattoo in the small of his back, like what do we call that? Do we call that? What do we? What do we call that too? Like I wanna. Like, I got the tats, I got the arm, I got the left arm sleeve with the with the Mother Africa on the top of my arm that's chained to chains, and it comes down my arm, and then the chain breaks, and then it says freedom. I got that that tattoo on my left arm. On the right arm, I got the H N C Forever tattoo, you know, because I used to boss up in a rap group back in the day. You know, but it got me to thinking, you know, because I'm going to get hit up. I saw some fang mask, So, hey, I did my DNA test. I think I mentioned this earlier. It's Cameroon, like 83% Cameroon, and the rest is Nigerian, right? I looked on the map. they next to each other. So that makes complete sense. But I've always been drawn to fang masks, and I didn't know they was connected to Cameroon. Man, when I found out, I'm like, yeah, this, this, next, this summer, I'm going to get this right arm hit up with mask. African warrior mask from Cameroon. Just so you know. But anyway, dudes with the short shorts. What do you call that, right? Because I know dudes that see girls with short shorts. They call it scrumptious. They call it a snack. They call it yum yum. They call it whatever they call it. But dudes with extra short shorts. I mean, I get it. I got the I got the seven. I got the nine inch, the seven inch, and the five inch running shorts. Cause I be running. I re- I wear the five-inch shorts. They kind of short, but my thighs looking right, and my calves looking right, so I can do that. But I would never get a tattoo in the small of my back. Like if you a dude, what was you thinking when you got that right? And I saw I saw man, I saw Minnie Mouse, I saw uh, Boston Celtics logo, I seen what I thought was Nelson Mandela. How you gonna have Nelson Mandela over the crack of your, like right above the crack? Of your, come on, man, it's Nelson Mandela. What are you saying? Like I, I just I don't know I, I that thought that thought, it, it, that tattoo in particular of that dude that yeah because the shorts he had on was short but they was kind of fly they might have been like six inch and I was like man he looked good in them shorts but then when he got in front of me in the line I was like man because he had the short shirt on though and I could see the Mandela and I was like man if he'd have turned around I was staring at it because I was tra- it kind of looked like Mandela. But the camera looked like James on Good Times, so I wanted who did it or what, what he paid, how was they paid for it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about that, you know. But the shorts was fly. But yeah, just that helped me out, y'all, with the DMs. Like, what do you call the dudes in the short shorts? And if you're a dude, DM me. Like, why do you have a tattoo over the small of your crack, right? Like, why do you, why what what made you do that? I I, I definitely want to have a conversation about it, about why you got the tat there, and the meaning of it to you, like all my tax have meaning. Significant meaning to who I am. is central to who I am. But if Nelson Mandela over your crack is central to who you are, <laughs> I definitely want to hear that. Well, is that a metaphor? Like I definitely want to hear what that's about, right? Fourth topic. Hey Amen. Real talk. United Airlines. I need $199 plus tax. For the AirPods with the wireless charging case. So, I'm getting ready to listen. It's a plane. This is my circumstance. So, whenever the pilot says, I need y'all to sit down on the flight, right, because it's about to get turbulent. And they cut the lights on. If I got to go to the restroom, I ain't trying to hear that. Like, I'm going to make the break to the restroom because I'm trying to get it off before I, you know, be stuck there and be sweating. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be sweating sitting on no flight, although no nobody's flight, right? And so, I, you know, I am just to my music. I'm doing my thing, of course, uh, there to sleep, listen to my music. They, and I say, man, I got to go. I got to go get it off. So, the sweating, I stand up. Uh, please, we get ready to go to turbulence, blah, blah, blah. And so I got my phone in my pocket. So I go in there, right, and I shut the door, and I got my AirPods in, right, at the moment. Right at the moment, I got two AirPods in. And we hit the first thing of turbulence, and in slow motion, the left AirPod comes out of my ear. And I try my best to grab it. So when trying to grab it, I knock it, and it goes to the, it bounces on the right side of the stool and then bounces into the stool. Now, listen, this is the moment of truth, right? Because the air pad, the air pad is sitting, so they got the little, they got like a little uh, tin thing. So it doesn't go down all the way into the, to the t- stool. Yeah, it's like sitting on this little tin thing. And so if you, if you apply a little pressure, the tin thing going to fall back and then it's going to drop in, right? Man, we hit that second turbulent thing, and it, tipped, the, it seemed like the planes tipped. And as I was reaching to pick it up gently, it opened and went in. And, and I need a technic shot. I, 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 need, I, I need to get a, a tetanus shot. I mean, it, it was gross. It happened to me. If you want to shame me, I don't care about you or what you got to shame for, what you want to shame for, because I stuck my hand off in there. I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's a hundred. It's one hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Like I stuck my hand off in there, right? And I tried to catch it, and I, I because the tip thing was back a little bit, I could see that the left ear power was floating on something, in something, and it wasn't just urine, right? It was just it was floating, and I was like, man, if I, am I gonna, am I gonna do this? Like I said to myself, am I gonna do this? Are you really gonna do this? And then the, the stewardess. Bam on the door. She's like, sir, you need to come sit down. And I hadn't even did my thing yet. So I was holding it and I was like, oh. So I, I, that was the moment of truth. So I just decided to leave it in there. I left it in there. Cause I wasn't finna reach out for nobody's feces. And I was just telling y'all about the McDonald's thing. So I didn't do it. And then right after that, I had to use the, I had to use the breast room in there. And then I didn't flush it. Because I was hoping that the turbulence thing would make it pop out. And never popped out, I went back to my seat with one of my right ear pad, An pad, you know, RPOD in my ear. Right? So after we get, after we land, I tell the hey, we need to hold up. I got to go to Lost and Found. So I go to the United, Lost and Found, and I'm like, hey, I need to make a claim. And the lady's like, well, what's the claim? What'd you lose? And I, you know, I, I had to explain it. I, I had to explain the situation. And she was looking at me like, come on, sir. All she, I did, after I explained my situation, she see me with one with the right ear pad in my ear, ear pod in my ear only, and all she said, no sympathy at all, was, Did you stick your hand in it? I was like, What? She was like, well, Did you stick your hand in it? Did you touch the. I said, Listen, hey, I need to file a claim. You don't need to be asking me about my hands. Matter of fact, I want to shake your hand now, since so you asked me questions about did I stick my hand off in the feces. No, I didn't. That's why I'm standing here trying to make the claim. Cause I lost the impact of my left one. And ain't gonna never be the finder. They don't sell them in, in the ones. I can't just go buy another left one and they work. And she was laughing. I was looking for a supervisor so I could get her fired. I filled out the paperwork. I ain't heard from United yet, but I'm filming it. I'm I'm recording this podcast with just the right AirPod in my ear. Cause my left one got lost. And I still, my hands be tingling every now and then my left hand. Cause I feel like it's just feces and urine on it, and just germs on it. And I washed it off a couple times with lime soap. I, I dip my hand in bleach, and I just hope that it that your hot water. I hope that it still works. My hand still works, but I need my other ear pad, ear pod. Because I'm, I'm pissed off about it. Still pissed off about it. So that was the fourth thing, not the a fifth thing. And this is connected to this trip to Atlanta. Listen, I ain't no Lexus make a CT model, right? So if you want to be an Uber driver, sorry, not Uber, Lyft, because I don't rock with Uber because they political associations. But Ly- Lyft, if you want to be a Lyft driver, don't come pick me up in no Lexus CT ever again, ever. Because I always click shared, right? Because I want to share. You know, I'm frugal about costs. So, you know, I, I might spend $35 on a turkey that I'm going to fry. I might do that. But I'm not paying $15 to ride no lift. When I can share it, and it'd be only like $9. I'm not doing it. So I click share. The the Lexus CT, this is a. This is like 4 in the morning because we got to get to the airport, right, to fly from Atlanta to Dallas. And so this dude rose up. I'm like, Man. Looked like he got a, a Tonka car. One of them little ones that you push. One of those little ones. I know he opened the back of it. It took him four minutes to get my suitcase in the trunk. Well, if you want to call it a trunk, because somebody's suitcase was already in there. And, you know, it was that, that was elbow to elbow. Ride. Extra close. smelling breath. Everybody's breath was cool, because everybody had brushed their teeth. It's four in the morning. But every little bump, I felt it. It felt like a rough roller coaster at uh, Texas, Six Flags Over Texas, an extra rough one, extra rough. It was just super uncomfortable. It then he went the wrong way. Let me give you some advice. If you're a Lyft driver, follow the app. It'll take you right to the airport. And people done set the standard before you. So I need to get some gum. I need to get two pieces of gum to eat because I eat two pieces. I need to get two pieces for later on my way out. I need to get a bottle of water while I'm in there and a bottle of water when I go out. And you need to ask me what type of music I like so I can tell you to turn it. When I get in and you already got hip-hop on because you see me get in, I think you're racist. But when I get in, you should say, hey, what kind of music you want to hear? I might not want to hear no music. I might want to hear NPR. But I might want to hear Buju Bantan right there or Kendrick Lamar right there. So you need to ask. And you better have some conversation about something I ain't never heard about during that drive. Or guess what you're going to get? The hot one star. That's what you're going to get. Not the own star. You're going to get the hot one star. And, it's, and I was looking for the negative one. So, hey, Liv, let me tell you. I know you got the liker scale on what I can give some driver based on their performance. Here's what I need y'all to do. I need the negative scale, the negative side. He need to get the negative one because his car was extra too little. It felt like a, a car that uh we go going to see the Soul Circus. If you... For those of you who ain't seen the Universal Soul Circus, you need to go see it. All black everything. All black ringleader. uh, Black trapeze artist. Black uh, lion tamer. It's great. Felt like black clowns getting into the Soul Circus car. The clown car. That's what I felt like. A clown. Getting in and getting out. And that's why I gave him the the one star and talked about it. I wrote a small essay. 500 words. With no references. Because I was hot. Because this car was too little. So live drivers. Please, get your car game up. If you're going to do it, man, at least get a like a, a Civic or something. If you just got to have a, a fuel-efficient car, get a Prius. I mean, I could appreciate that. It was smaller than a Prius. Lexus, stop making small cars. The CT is trash. Anyway, that's my first five topics. How y'all doing? we 29 minutes in. And so I'm sorry. I don't, I don't rant often because I'm a happy guy. But I had to rant because I'm mad because I'm, I'm leaning in to the mic with the right ear because my Air pad is gone. And I'm not buying another one. They gonna, here's what they're going to do. United Airlines, I left my information. Mail me my one Air pad back, AirPod back to me. I'm going to let that joint dry out. And I'm going to take it to Best Buy because I still got the warranty. And I'm going to tell them the left one stop working. And they're going to give me a new pair because I'm not paying for a new pair. Absolutely not doing it. So, sorry. If I sound like I'm renting, I try not to rent because that ain't who I am as a person. But I'm rentin'. So, anyway. I had to take a drink there. Anyway. Facade Podcast. The origin of this podcast is because my therapist. I can't say her name. Contractually bound and not say her name. We created the pod- I created the podcast because I needed a way to vent. Started out with the journaling. I was like, hey, I would get paid right for a living. I don't want to be writing extra. So the Facade Podcast is working. It's helping me deal with my issues that I got as a person because I ain't perfect. People be thinking because I got a PhD, I got all the right answers. They think my life is great. They see me on social media. They think I'm out here living my best life. My life be trash sometimes, just like the rest of y'all lives. Just because I got a PhD don't mean I'm in the happy space all the time. So I do be in a happy space, but not all the time. So anyway, she always gives me assignment, right? My therapist, she give me a hip-hop assignment because she's a hip-hop person. She really is. Like, she really is a hip-hop person. So she give me an assignment because she know I love hip-hop. I'm the son of hip-hop representing. And so she was like, yo, this is your exercise. Select a goat, woman, and man, MC. Tell me who's better, which song and why? oh So she got me doing the gender challenge. Gender hip-hop challenge. Who's the best female MC? The best male MC? Why is they the best? Who's better out of the two of them? I can't say who's better out of the two of them. But when I thought about the best woman MC, because it's ladies first, it's Mother's Day, this woman is a mother over and over and over again, I had to let her music play first. Yeah, I treat this like my thesis. Well written topic broken down, down. into pieces Oof. I introduce and produce words so confused so confused how i juice up this beat like a people, people like i'm Gemini. Mm. Rather mm. Send me mm. on if I mm. Jimmy on this lock, i can, I can pop it you can't can stop it drop it uh. your whole crew microscopic don't no don't, you don't do that am <laughs> <laughs> mm. candid you mm. can't mm. Uh, like or still <laughs> so <laughs> 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 nothing but bars now so I know some of y'all ain't gonna know who that is so let your boy help you out that's Lauren Hill that's my girl L Boogie, 1998 Mr Education Lauren Hill that joint final hour was heat. She ended up talking about y'all out there trying to get your salad tossed. <sighs> this ain't that type of podcast. <laughs> like we don't, we ain't that type of podcast. And again I ain't shaming, hey man, for all y'all that get it in, how you get it in, get it in. But this next guy, whoo, this guy is like extraterrestrial. And he, when it comes to spitting, he spitting. And so I made sure that the bars was exactly the same. See, I would say I was biased against Lauren as I am about this person right here. You're all I need, all of me on my knees. Normally, homony, mm. bumblebee, humember. I'm a nerd study. You what do you double, you double. You we might need counseling, possibly might more. So, we to be frowns or be grounds to leave hounds to be looking for you before you drop a tear. I print them, stop pretending uh. that I ain't him. I ain't them. them I'm not him. I remember when you start dying them silver heads and start hiding She's from dying their the silver age, hair. Amazing how time can run away from us. I'm no nun, you're no priest, but mm. I promise, honey. You don't mm. see a none. come with me like it's Ramadan. I don't. Eat like it's come a con, I'm a freak for you. Yeah. yeah. I'm begging now, pretty please, with Sherry's on top, Harry Witch. Why Harry gets up, man? Don't give up. And if your gut tells you destruct, then, strut, then I'll hill you a car, but what man won't beg. Man brother <laughs> said, I don't eat like Ramadan <laughs> so for those of you who don't know who Anderson Pack is. Right, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N-P-A-A-K. Right, like he's, I don't want to say he's D'Angelo mixed with Prince because he can play music, he can play a variety of instruments, but he can rap and he can sing too. So he got this song with Andre 3000 called Come Home. And so I had to to truncate Andre's bars because I think he he dropped like 32 bars, Lauren, Lauren only dropped like 16, so I had to make sure it was even. Man. Andre, he didn't even get to the And that man can't man can't He didn't even get to that. He killed that. He just launched into. He just killed it. Oh, so I don't know. I don't know. I got to go back. I, I go see my, my uh, therapist next week. I got. I don't know who won that one. Like, like Lauren got a solo album, five Grammys. Andre never had a solo album. Even though the Love Below was kind of like a solo album, it was still with Big Boy. <sighs> So so, I'll I say this, because Lauren got a solo album, by default, Lauren's better than 3,000. Oh, man, that hurt my heart to say. She got a solo joint, got a solo, one body of work. It was 20 years ago, it was one body of work. Now, 3,000, when it comes to guest appearances on album, songs, oh, Andre 3,000 is the greatest guest appearance uh, lyricist ever in the history of hip-hop. East Coast, West Coast, North Coast, South Coast. He's the, he's the greatest, great goat on appearances. So, I, yeah, Lauren, ugh, ugh. I won't say Lauren Sunday, but, you know, Lauren's my favorite woman rapper. 3000 is my favorite male MC, right? And they different. Their styles are different. And so, yeah, that's what I'm going to tell my therapist when I see. I probably didn't answer the question right, but, hey, that's what it is. We're 35 minutes in. Either or neither. And this is my favorite part of the podcast, right? Because either or, neither nor, I compare some things that I love and some things that I don't love, right? And so, again, when my Uncle Johnny passed, we had a family come over. You know, we buried him on uh, 419. Well, it was 420. It had to be 420 because it was the same day. It was, it was on Saturday, same day as, as the podcast that I mentioned earlier, Joe Button. And so we got to talking about this is my either. So I wish God so I'm not a, I'm not a pastor and I'm not a, a preacher either. But what I'm finna talk about, I said what I'm finna talk about. Oh what I'm finna talk about is irrelevant. Here's what I want God to do. I've been praying for him my whole life and he won't do it. He haven't done it yet. Lord I need you to create a reverse rapture. Some of y'all may be thinking, what is a reverse rapture? So to me, a reverse rapture is, so according to scripture, and I ain't got the scripture in front of me, I think it's in Revelations, like it's going to be a rapture time where God is going to take all the, if you Christian, well, I guess if you believe in Christ, God going to take all those people away from earth. Like you're going to get raptured up into heaven, before the, the war comes, like before the Antichrist comes and all that happens, you're going to be chilling with God. You're going to be getting in the lounge with God. You're going to miss all that, right? So I want to be with God, right? Just not right now. Not right now. Like I want to be 81. Like uh, my Uncle Johnny, like well, actually I asked God, can I be a centurion for you get me out of here? I want to be a centurion. I want my, I just want two things. I want to be able to feed myself and my knees work. (laughs) Like, that's it. Feed myself, and my knees work, right? Because I want to be able to walk on my own without nobody helping me. If I need help get my diaper changed, but grandkids that ain't born yet, y'all better get ready. Because I was about to, I stuck my hand in in a toilet on a United Airlines flight for my AirPod, and y'all going to have to stick, y'all going to have to change y'all grandpa. But I just want knees that work, and I want to be able to feed myself, right? But a reverse rapture, Would keep me on Earth for a hundred years. If the Rapture supposed to happen soon, like here's how it works: all the evil people on Earth, all you Satanists, you Dungeons and Dragons players—no offense to to, to anybody. So when I was growing up, I equated Dungeons and Dragons with evilness, right? So all y'all people, right? Reverse Rapture, God just raps all the evil people off Earth, and then I can live here and chill. You know, policies would be different. You know, part of the Congress will be gone. You know, it's, it's people that ain't right out here, the racist, sexist, me too, preying on women, folks, they'll be gone. All these people that treat, putting cigarette butts out on kids' foreheads, they'll be gone. All you people still in identities, open up lines of credit because your credit is 402. Y'all will be gone too when you get y'all up out of here. Rapture, reverse, rapture. I'm I'm for that. I think the Lord should do that because then I can watch more sunsets and sunrises. Like, I'm trying to be on earth as long as I can. I want to live a good life. I want to have a good legacy. I mean, I feel like I'm in a good position. I give back to my community. I give back to communities on that's outside of my community, right? They got the normative gaze on my community. I'm trying to help them. If they got black kids, you know, raising black kids, even those allies that want to learn, I'm here to help. Like, that's what I'm here to do, right? I'm trying to live a good life. I ain't done none of that stuff I just mentioned. I want to see a whole lot of sunrises and sunsets. I want to be a centurion. So, God, that's my request to you. Reverse rapture. That'll be fire. It's still a rapture. So your word won't change. Well, it would be augmented. Well, a little bit, kind of. I mean, but it's your will. God, you can do whatever you want. You want to reverse rapture get these evil folks up off earth? Reverse rapture. Yo, Rapture. And if you want me to announce on this podcast, come to me in a dream and let me know, and I'll announce it. So my listeners, all of which will still be here after the Reverse Rapture, we, hey, we'll be happy because those people is gone. So that, that's my either, not my or. I've been thinking about this for a little bit, right? And this is, this going to sound kind of ignorant. Well, it may or may not. Actually, if you think it sounds ignorant, that's just what you think. But I know what I want. I know exactly what I want, right? So when I, Airbnb, so check this out, Airbnb, this is my message to you. If you got a person that wants to sign up and be in Airbnb, that person can't be on Airbnb. If they ain't got no Wi-Fi code, right? So if I ain't got no Wi-Fi code or they ain't got no earning board, yeah, that's that's extra trash, that's so trash that I that I can't even speak to it. I was just I, I was just traveling because I said I did a lot of traveling. I went to Charlottesville, Virginia, and I stayed in a place. Man, I was extra offended. They ain't had no Wi-Fi code and they ain't had no iron. I had to text them, hey man, I gotta be sharp as a tick, Full as a tick sharp as a tack. I gotta be. So fashion so fast, so clean clean. When I rolled out of here, I had presentations to do. I had people to, you know, interact with, construct, co-construct knowledge, work on our ontological, epistemological, and our axiological perspectives. I can't do that wrinkled. Look like I just took my suit out of a suitcase, which I did, and then I noticed I didn't have no urn, I had to make a decision. Was I gonna pay for an urn? Absolutely not. I'm gonna text this dude and he gonna fix it. So he did brought me an iron, but he still ain't had no Wi-Fi. So lucky for him, my Verizon wireless iPhone 10, I can make a, a hover spot, and I hovered the, the signal over to my laptop and got my work done. But this is what I was thinking. Now, I want y'all to work with me. Check this Imagine, you got to fill out a survey first about your cultural likes and dislikes. So when I get to my Airbnb, Frank Ocean is playing when I open the door. Wouldn't that be cool? The water's blue, swallow the pill. So real. So I'm thinking, whatever you like. So I'm kind of dancing. Whatever feels feels good. Hey, whatever takes your mountain high. It's real. Uh, uh. So I'm just thinking that, right? The carpet is red, black, and green. Mango, (laughs) peaches, (laughs) and lime. Hey, sweet life. Sweet life, sweet life. Like it's red, black, and green, spread out, life, like the African National life, Congress flag, right? Sweet, sweet, and I get there and I'm like, hey, I got the care package in the bathroom with the of oil and the life, small cues of the Shea Brothers, and I get, life, I get in the sink, right? i I'm gonna wash off, but I need the, I don't need that cheap one dollar lotion, cause I got black skin, right? step out the shower, so come up the, the TV, world, but y'all say homecoming already there. That's what's song I, I can watch it. Life. Like I wouldn't be offended by that. that I go in the single, refrigerator, they already know that I'm trying to be vegan. So there ain't no milk, there ain't no eggs in there, It's so fruit up in there. I'll make I some barbecue chicken breast with off. a note that says enjoy your black time Transmit here enjoy your black you time here, I would love that. Like, I, I think Airbnb, Whatever how did not do that? Like, I wouldn't think that was racist. Whatever I would think good. that y'all was, y'all was catering Whatever to me, right? You y'all had recommendations tonight. when I got there, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I want a soulful place free. that I want to go My to. TV I want a place where TV I can TV get some type real of all the peaches all the some type of black confectionery. Like, I oh, man. I, I had a, uh, uh, what's that called? I had a vegan donut. Oh, I need to smoke a cigarette That that. That donut it was so good. Oh, I was tingling this. <laughs> I had to get a dozen. I said, hey, man, you got a dozen? I waited. I waited 40 minutes for another dozen to come out of that vegan donut. That donut was good. But, hey, like, I, like, Watch Beyonce so scroll through the movies, get out, it's right there. You got the Wait, beach. and I would want to get out. Because I, I know that, hey, you, you cared about my cultural center. So even though I'm a professor it's and I'm there exactly to get this bag when I'm traveling, hey, that that I still want to be able to be black in my space. I want to have a nice black bag, And I want you to tell me that. That would be extra fly. So that's my idea for my form. Airbnb with a cultural section. Now, we're going to get to this neither, nor, right? So, here's my thing. And I don't want to shame none of y'all. Again, I ain't got that type of podcast. But because I've been doing this facade podcast, I'm getting out here. I'm meeting new people. It's doing new things. I go on people's social media. And you sharing your social media. With your significant other. Or your mama. Or your daddy. What? <laughs> what What? are y'all doing? Sharing your social media? Man. I'm not doing that. You you extra whack. If you sharing your social media. If y'all got one name for your social media. Like uh, Jermichael. Because your wife named Jerry. And your name is Michael. And it's JerMichael, yeah, that's extra whack. Raise up off that. It's what. So I know that people sometimes people get married, they lose their identities, right? It's been plenty of times I see people in the Academy. I meet you. We at the conference. We kicking it. We talking about everything. We talking about backwoods. We talking about Star Trek. We talking about boycotting NFL. Your husband and wife walk up. You switch it up. You quiet. You don't want nothing to drink no more. You yeah, you ain't got nothing to contribute to the conversation. Soon as they leave, your real you represents. And that's part of the title of the podcast, facade. Podcast. So you you presenting a facade to me when your significant other run up. Like it ain't even your persona. It's your facade to me. But to that to your spouse, that's your person. That's who you really are. That ain't who you really are. You trapped in that marriage. With your identity. Your identity is a facade. Be your person. If they love you, they're going to be with you regardless. That's what I think. And so you shouldn't be having to share your social media with your significant other. I got different interests. I got different interests. Like the first season of, of Pose just came on. And me and Nedra binge watched it. We try to watch all the episodes. Pose is an excellent show. I hope they made ten seasons of it. It's a great show. We was enthralled. We were just we were stuck to the to the love seat watching it, like six episodes before we fell asleep. We like that type of stuff together, but it's stuff that she don't like. I don't like I don't like country music. I'm from Oklahoma. That's her thing. She spent time in Guthrie. I don't even hardly know what Guthrie's at. I don't care about that. But even though sidebar Guthrie was the original capital of Oklahoma, and the, the legend is a. Uh, the governor told a black man to take the seal and move to Oklahoma City. So according to Oklahoma law, wherever the seal is, a state seal, that's where the capital is. So that that's the you know that's the the folklore of it. But I don't care about that. I don't go to no Guthrie rodeo or celebrate 89ers Day. And when I'm when I'm taking deep dives into this Future Hendrix album double CD, she ain't trying to hear that. She don't even know who Future is. She thinking the Future is what's happening tomorrow. She don't know. She don't even know he was with Sierra. Got a baby by him. She don't even know because she don't watch the NFL. And I don't either because we boycott him. But anyway, yeah, that's my neither. Don't be sharing your social media with your significant other. Like, it's okay for you to like pictures, right? So for you to love pictures. We had that conversation. She was like, I need you to love my pictures. And I'm like, I love your picture. I'm in the picture with you. I took the picture with you. I loved it when we took it. I told you when we took the picture, I love this picture. It's no need for me to double back with that and click on that picture and love that picture. Because I took it already. You know that I love it. Don't talk to me about that. We're not having that conversation. Right? So it's okay for me to, for you to like or love or down thumb. I dare you. <laughs> so so it's a couple of you guys listening to the podcast right now thinking, man, I can't, um, can't down like. My wife's picture, because i be getting knocked out with her standing over me. Right? she divorce you, she should knock you out, and then blame you for getting knocked out, and then leave you. Right? So I dare you. I, I will challenge. This is the don't like challenge. For those of you that see relationships who don't share the same social media with your significant other, go to their pages, all of them. Go to their, uh, what's the one with the ghost? What's the one with the ghost? You don't know either? I don't know. The one with the ghost. So, want the ghosts, go to, to the IG, go to the Twitter, go to the Facebook, go to their Tumblr. And, and un, like, don't like a lot of their stuff. If you got courage, if you got heart up in here, do it. I want to see you do it because I do it all the time because I'm about that life. I'm going to stand alone and stand together. So, yeah, I'm not shaming you, but if you share your social media. With your spouse or your significant other, you extra trash. You need some backbone. You need to come to the uh, anthropology department on my campus. They got plenty of skeletons hanging from that hook. And we can find you a backbone that fits your back size. And we can get it inserted. So you got some backbone in your relationship. Now, my nor is an all-time nor. This extra trash. Extra trash nor. So... We had a faculty meeting on campus, faculty members. I ain't gonna say which one it was, because you're gonna, people that's faculty, that's my colleagues gonna be listening, and they ain't gonna snitch. So I'm gonna say, I ain't, I'm gonna say we had a faculty event, right? And I, I don't like hummus. Like, hummus is like eating dirt to me. It's like flavored dirt. Like, the granule, granule nature of it, it's like dirt. So it's like flavored dirt. I don't eat dirt. I don't like that. But people love, I know people that love hummus. Man, they put hummus on bread. They put hummus on, on, uh, on fruit. They put hummus on vegetables. They be hummusing now. I ain't hummusin. Man, I went to this faculty meeting, and I seen a faculty member with somebody in front of, they, so they was in front of somebody. This faculty member is full professor. So if you're a full professor on the college campus, like that's the closest thing to being king or queen. Full professor. So this full professor is in front of two peoples behind that person, and I'm looking at this person as the full professor. They fingered the hummus and tasted it. I was like, what? Yeah, no spoon, no fork. They fingered it. They just stuck their finger in that hummus, gave it a little swirl, and then tasted the hummus with their finger and I looked at the two people in front of me that looked at that person do that, they did say nothing to the person. As <laughs> a matter of fact, the second person got a spoon and got hummus off the, off the back end of the tray where the, where the person stuck their finger at and so they wouldn't get their fingered hummus. I'm like, you a nasty man. That's just nasty. That's extra nasty. And I would have said something if I knew the person. I knew they was a fool, so I know of them, but I don't know them. Right? So I'd be like, hey, if I don't know you, I'm out of my business. Especially because I ain't need hummus no way. But I thought about it, man. The people that came after me, man, they probably got their spoons and forks. And they put it right where that person put their finger. You don't know where they put that finger before they fingered that hummus. That's just (laughs) extra nasty. I'm letting you know now, if you're a friend, if you're my grandma, if you're an elder in my community, if I invite you to my house, and I got any type of food, especially hummus. And you finger my food? I know they call it finger food. That ain't what they mean, y'all. They don't mean that's why you got a spork or a spoon or a fork. They call it finger food. Don't finger my hummus or my or my wings or my uh, devil eggs. Don't finger. Don't put, don't put your finger where it don't belong. You nasty. I escort you right out of my house, and I might put a foot in your, on the way out the door. Because that's just gross. And they, every time I see that person, I see, I see them since. And I, <laughs> I I almost said, I ain't know you just out here fingering this hummus. How, how it tastes. That's <laughs> what I wanted to ask. How that, how that fingered hummus tastes to you. You gross. Yeah, you just gross. You just nasty. You extra nasty. I would have punched you in your face if you would have been in my house fingering my food. Don't you ever, matter of fact, you ain't never gonna get an invitation. And you know who you are. Even you I don't well, now nah, you you ain't in my social circle, so you ain't listening to, to the podcast, I don't think. But I'm mindful the six degrees of separation, so you may be listening to it. So if you are, I'm letting you know. You think of my food, my hummus, I'm gonna bust it upside your head. Straight up, away from campus, because I don't, you know, I won't get fired. Yeah, that, yeah, this uh, I definitely won't get fired. But yeah, that's that's my that's my neither nor. My neither is, you know, don't be sharing your social media with your spouse and my nor is definitely. Don't be fingering no food. Nasty. Ooh, that's just extra nasty. So, what we not gonna do is the next segment. Now, what we not gonna do is have a range of thought around breaking the touch barrier, right? So let me explain. So I talked to my son about a lot of things, right? And we got to this conversation about how do you know that a young lady likes you? Like, what does that look like? Like, I remember my first kiss in college, or was it high school? High school. Remember my first kiss in high school, right? Like, I knew, like, I I told, you know, Probably used to date this girl named Stephanie. We would say, like, that was my first love in high school, right? And uh, I liked her, you know, and I, I didn't, like, say it. Like, hey, I like you. That would have been weird. I just, just kind of, you know, can I carry your bag to class for you, for your backpack, right? Can I meet you at your locker, right? I kind of wanted to do that. Can I meet you at your locker so she know I kind of like her? So when we had that first kiss. Right, like I, like I already touched her hand. So when I said, hey, how you doing? You know, can I take your lock, can I walk you to class and carry your backpack? So when she handed me the backpack strap, that's when I touched her hand. So I broke that barrier and put a backpack on my back with my backpack, right? I was all of a buck 40 then, but I ran track so my legs were strong so I could lift up stuff. And so I walk into the class and she knew. When I handed her that backpack back and I looked in her eyes and said, hey, Have a great class today, girl, and I'll be here waiting when you get out to walk you to your next class. She knew what it was, no mistake. She knew that I liked her, but in this world of, you know, of clicking and pointing and liking and following and hearting and all that other stuff, how do you know? My son, I don't think nobody ever asked him that question. So Sasha looked at me perplexed. He was like, "Daddy, you just know," and I'm like, "No, you don't know. How do you know?" Dude, he was like hugs, that's the benchmark. He said if I meet a girl and she hugs me, I know that she like me. And I was thinking, I was like, man, that's, that's kind of, that that makes sense. Like that makes sense. I said, well, how does she hug you, son? He said, you know, sometimes women hug you. You know, he said you can feel the transparency of energy. And I was like, okay, talk talk your ish. Explain it to me. He said, well, you know, some girls they get up on me, they hug me front to front. We eye to eye. Like, they could kiss me. He's like, they, they could swallow my breath if I exhale on the hug. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a good sign. That first hug is body to body, like chest to breast, body hug. Yeah, she probably like you. But I clarified, I said, so did she arms around you when you armed around her? Or did she put her arms under your arms and double cuff your arms on the hug? He like, yeah, the ladder. I'm like, yeah, 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 that's, that's word up. That's a, yeah. If she If she hug you like that, she probably likes you. I said, but in this Me Too era, you need to ask, right? Like, my dad told me ask permission. So I told my son, ask permission. Like, he said, well, how am I ask for permission for the hug? when she already into the hug? She hugged me. So did I need to get permission from her to hug me, or should I ask her to ask for permission to hug me? And I sounded too confused, and I said, okay, well, if she, if she's hugging you. If she leans into the hug, she wants you to hug her back. He was like, bet, I got that. So he was already heading me on that. I said, but what if you want to hug her? And he hit me with the smooth joint. He said, I don't never hug a girl first. And I said, well, son, why don't you ever hug a girl first? He said, so every time I know that she likes me, and I ain't got to deal with rejection. Hello? I was like, go on, son. I hear you on that. I I I got rejected plenty of times, so I leaned in for the hug first. But I was like, yeah, that's hot. Yeah, so once you know she like you, I said, what about that first kiss? And my son was like, everything with a girl, she do it first. He said, so my first kiss, that girl kissed me. My lost my virginity. It was because she came over took my shirt. I said, wait, hey, wait, she did what? She took your shirt? Hey, you ain't a virgin? I was disappointed. My son is 22. I thought he was a virgin. In my mind... He can have tell me his wife is pregnant. I think he's a virgin. That's what I want him to be a virgin. Save that for your 50s before you give it away. So I, he, I, he's not a virgin. I know he's not a virgin now. And so he said, That's his thing. He lets the woman lead in every instance. And I said, Well, son, what about the women that want you to lead? He said, I'm not going to be with a girl like that. That way I ain't got to ever worry about getting accused of anything. Because Essentially, she led the whole process. I was like, man, that's, that's a good Me Too mantra. Like, every man out there, like, hey, pause on everything. Let the women lead the way. Let them get the promotion. Let them do the hiring. Like, in, you know, men, depower yourselves. Empower women to lead. But that, that was the conversation we had about the touch thing. I, my, my son had a great idea like, that's what we should be as men. Like, the woman should leave first. Everything. The conversation. Open the door for her. If she touch your hand first, you know it's cool because she touched your hand first. Right? If she uh, let you carry her backpack when you walk her to class, you in college, that's, she let you do that first. She followed you first on Instagram. She liked your picture first. Let her do that. She hit you with the eyes. That's what my son said. He said, well, the girl hit me with the eyes, with the two buck eyes. I, I look at his Buckeyes. I thought it was racist at first. I you know, I'm considering the historic context. I don't know why you got Buckeyes? Who who looking at the facade podcast with buck eyes? He told me that that means they like you if they got the buck eyes. I was like, oh okay, okay, so now I get I understand. So he said if a girl hits you with the buck ass, that means she likes me. So I buck out her back. And he's like, okay. I said, did she follows you. He said, yeah, then when she follow me, then I follow her. I'm like, okay, that's a good thing. He's he's he letting her leave. And so that's the range. So what we're not going to do is have a misinterpretation about when it's cool or safe to break the touch barrier with the person you like or don't like. Because I done heard some males say some craziness about what they're going to do. And so that what you're not going to do is all that stuff you told me you was going to do. So we're clarifying. We're not doing no Me Too acts. I'm out here telling you. It's let the woman lead. If you unless uh, less, you same-gender-loving... And you got a man that you with, let him leave. That way you always know that you ain't in violation because they led, or you can ask, is it okay for me to do this or do that to you? Do you want this done? How you want this done? How you want this to look? Do you want to sleep four hours after that? Because this the, is this the, the platinum choices that you got? Or do you just, you know, we're going to shop it afterwards so you get the bronze choices? Like what you. What you want, how you want it to go down, so that way you know what it is. You got permission to do everything because you asked first, or you just let them leave. So that, that's my, you know, that's my take on that. What we're not going to do is have a gray area about uh, breaking the touch barrier. So that way we know exactly what it is. It ain't no sexual assaults popping off. You know, we don't want none of that because we got to understand that she leading or he leading. If you were he with it, he, y'all leading. That person leads, so everybody's good. And if you got a person that just, hey, want to get led, then the people that want to get led can lead each other, or do their thing, or whatever, I guess, I I don't know. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, that was my, what we not gonna do. Talking about, man, hey, uh, so as a black man, I think it's okay, I grew up in the house, my daddy was like, it's okay to cry. Like, I scraped my knee, my daddy never hit me with, you know, stop crying you a punk don't do that you a sissy like i didn't my daddy i didn't go up in that house my daddy was like you can cry if you want to cry take your time you know be emotional get your emotions in order get yourself together come back out your room we'll discuss it afterwards right so this (laughs) so this is this ain't funny but this is the question i asked the question so i got a lot of questions in the dm but this question like the themes when i'm doing qualitative research Coding analysis, which is what I'm doing right now with these six themes, these six interviews that we got for this manuscript that's due Wednesday, right? Coding. So this question emerged. It was the emerging question. This is the question. Our, bro- our, our brother sent me this. I ain't going to say who it is because he in the academy, and y'all know who it is. He said, when I want to cry at work, where should I do it? And is it okay that I ask someone to watch me when I cry? or cry with me, man, I was like, that's, that's intriguing, like, that's three different questions, like, I I can't, like, in my adult life, I don't think I ever cried, like, you know, unless, you know, I cried, so I cried this one time, because I was, I was like 227 in my highest weight, you know, I asked Nedra, how you look, I said, like, how I look in this? right? And then I got a lesson. I got a quick lesson. I got a lesson like this the same thing but the tonation is off, right? Like like right now when she see me with the shirt off or, you know, with a, a, a fitted a button down on, she be like, mm, I see you. Right? And I know what that means. Translation, mm, 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 right? I look good, right? But back in the day she hit me with the mm, I see you. And even though that's the same thing, I heard that as you look nasty, you fat, you out of shape, you better hit that gym, right? So that made me cry. But other than that, like, my adult life, I ain't really cried about much. Other than my people that I love passing, babies being born or people graduating, like, I just don't cry. I definitely ain't never cried at work. So when I read this question, I was like, that's a a serious, that's a trifold question. Like, when when I want to cry, where should I do it? man, like, brother, I recommend you cry in your office. Like, unless you wanna cry at the gym, like, you can run, like, if you crying at the gym, you ain't gonna be stigmatized for that, because it's the gym, like, maybe you pulled something, or maybe you lifted a weight you couldn't think you could lift, and so people loved it, they they see, oh, he's crying in tears of joy, like, you could do that. Like, I would recommend that, like, you gonna cry, you cry at the gym or cry in your office with your door closed, because ain't nobody business that you crying. But the second question is, like, he said, is it okay that I ask somebody, like, to watch me cry? That, that's an interesting question. Like, like that's a humane question to ask. That's a, that's a quintessential question. Like, to watch you cry. Like, is he, like, I wanted, is the person saying, I, I want the person to see that I'm okay, so that I don't commit suicide, because I'm really, this is really bad for me. Uh, do, you, do you want somebody there to, to hand you tissue so you can, you know, get the tears off you? Like is that, is that you need some help if you want to blow your nose? Like I like watch you cry? Like that I wish I could do a follow up I with this person. I, I might hit this person back as the podcast, not as me. Cause I want them to think, you know, that Dr. Hoskins read their DMs, but Dr. Hoskins is reading their DMs because I'm with the podcast. But you know, yeah, I don't know, that's man, that's an intriguing question. But that last one is, do you want them to cry with you? And that, that's an even more humane question. Like I see people on campus. They ain't miserable in real life. Like they real lives is trash. But they here frontin'. I know a couple people, they front. Every time I see them, they got something good to say. You know, and I'm the type of guy, you ask me how you doing, man, you better have 15 minutes. I'm unloading. This how I'm doing. My knee is hurting, cause I did two twenty five when I should only did uh five sets of ten with the two twenty or one eighty five. I'm tell you what it is. I ain't feeling good. I done had a fever. Man, I had some uh Kids had me eating these uh, dill pickles. Man, the pickles, had, they hadn't been in there like a month. So I had bubble guts, like for uh, like for two straight days, messing with my kids. That was like last week. Uh, you know, I, that may be too much information, but you ask me how I'm feeling, I'm going to tell you what it is. I ain't had a good time. Or, you know, I passed my third year review as a faculty member. Unanimous. Ten to nothing. The tenure, look out. We heading towards you. Like, I, like I'm celebratory. You dig? I'm going to say exactly what it is. But I ain't never just been... To the point where I ask somebody, like, do you want to cry with me? Man, that's like extra vulnerable. I mean, so my grandma, Maddie Mitchell, used to tell me, vulnerability is your greatest strength. Like, it's okay for you to be vulnerable, because most people ain't. And when you're vulnerable, it forces them to do something, right? So when you tell somebody, this is how I feel about this situation, I'm being vulnerable with you. I want to do X, Y, and Z, but I want you to choose. Like, you putting them in the... Man, they in the trick bag. They see you crying or hurt or in love or whatever. Like, they, you vulnerable first. Woo! They got a response. I always be vulnerable people first. But not no people at my job. I'm not finna be crying. I ain't crying in my office. I ain't, I ain't asking you to watch me cry. And I definitely ain't asked you to cry with me. But when I read this question, I was like, man, I, I love that. A black man that cries... It's great because I'm a black man who cries. A black man who wants somebody to cry in front of them, like watch them cry, that's great. And a black man that got the self-awareness to ask you to cry with them, cause you may want to cry too. Right? Cause you hurt too. We can share that that cry together. Like we share our joy together, right? That that makes sense to me. So I'm like, man, that that's a beautiful thing. I like that. That's hot. But I don't know how to answer that question. Like, cry, cry alone. Or in your office, you're going to ask somebody to cry, but you don't cry with the door shut. Like, I don't know. I cry outside? Maybe a lot of people want to cry together. Like, all oh, y'all can get together and cry. Like, maybe you want to have a time that's designated for, your know, at the faculty meeting where people want to cry. Like, it's, you know, like, it's a lot of people that want to cry. I be wanting to cry, but I do it at the house in front of my kids. Like, if I got to cry, I cry with them. Like, it's just it look a little different for me. I'm going to cry because I'm a human. So that, that was my time about question. Now, that question was, man, I love that question. That's a, that's a serious question. So the D-Tangle, we at 70 minutes. Like, this is the longest facade podcast that I didn't did. It's my sixth one. right? I, I had some people ask me. I talked to this one brother. He was like, man, that facade podcast is cool, man. I listen to it when I'm driving. I got places to go. How you be doing it? I'm like, man, I write down the topics, and I just talk. Ain't no editing. Ain't no second time. Ta- I'm the Jay-Z of podcasts. Like I, we off the cuff, we freestyling the podcast. It is what it is. Like, hey, I, I'm here to I'm here to get this out. It's therapeutic for me. I got to get it out, right? Because I got to exhale. This is my way of exhaling. And so, this is my detangle. Like my detangle is a shout out to John Singleton. It's black excellence, black opulence, right? I saw the you know God rest his soul. John Singleton had a stroke, like my Uncle Johnny. You know, and he, he passed. So they had to take him out life support, unlike Monka Johnny. Right? And so John Singleton passed, man. He had some great movies. Like John Singleton. So I grew up in an era where black being a black movie director, like that was a thing. Right? So it was an extra thing. So John Singleton, he did his thing. Spike Lee did his thing. You know, it was it was just a lot of a lot of great black filmmakers. Have a chance to do their thing, right? And so, you know, I be I be thinking, I'm like, man, John Singleton, he had a gang of movies that he put out. I'm like, okay, so I had to look so for instance, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna pull up some credits. I'm gonna go to uh movies, biography, photos, hold on, hold on, man. So TV guy got uh trailers and videos, like John Singleton, credits. Okay, here we go. So credits. For John Singleton. Like, I got to scroll down to the bottom. Like, John Singleton was killing it, man. He had... This is producer credits. So he was writer and producer. So I'm going to get his writer credits first. So he wrote Boys in the Hood in 91. Poetic Justice in 93. High Learning in 95. Shaft in 2000. And Baby Boy in 2005. Like, that's just... That's just the writer credits right? That, that had nothing to do with all the films, like the TV shows. I didn't know he produced Hustle and Flow, like Illegal Tender, Black Snake Moan, like he did an episode of The People and O.J. the 2016. Like, man, he had a run. He, what else he did? He did uh, Too Fast and the Furious, 2003, Four Brothers. I hated Four Brothers. No disrespect to him. You know, did the Marion Jones, Press Pause. 30 for 30, ESPN 2010. This movie called Abduction. He did an episode of Empire, Dangerous Bonds, 2015. Like, he even did billions. A Victory Lap episode of 2017. Like John Singleton was the man. Right? So what I what I didn't know though, was that so when I when I think of, of John Singleton like movies, right? I'd be like, what's my favorite? So if you, had to pick, if you had to pick your John Singleton favorite movie, like what would it be? Like my favorite John, movie, John Singleton movie is Rosewood, right? So if you haven't seen Rosewood, it's about black people, of course, right? And the situation, so because I'm a master mason, it's a uh, Prince Hall, third degree, I'm in that blue house. We're going to get up out of there. Once I get settled, we're going to get up out of there. I'm going to go to York, and I'm going go to go Scottish, too. I ain't met many black masons who's York and Scottish. That's my joint. I'm going to do the full circle. But anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a situation where it's a white male that, that accosts a white woman, of course, and he flees, and as she's running, he's looking for shelter. He runs to see this black man for shelter, and the black man looks at his ring. He looks at his ring. They both realize they're master masons, and the black man protects him. And because the black man protects him, Rosewood is destroyed. Right? And so the historic ramifications, so people talk about Tulsa and they talk about Black Wall Street. So know that on May 31st, June 1st, 1920, 1921, my papa always say, that that area in Greenwood and the north side of Tulsa was burned to the ground. Rumor is black male works on in the south side, steps in an elevator, bumps into a white woman. She screams. He's arrested. They, uh, you know, the black males who live in the city on the north side, go get him out of the jail, bring him back to the hood. And then like three thousand white people descend on Black Wall Street and burn it to the ground. So Google Black Wall Street. Right, it had the most black millionaire, it had the most millionaires in the United States at one time, 1921. Because all the, because it was segregated, all the black money, it, it turned over like 14 times for the left community. Anyway, I love Rosewood because it ties into, it was a cultural movie about the progress of black people. It ties into where I'm from, which is Oklahoma. And so that's, that's my favorite movie, man, I, I loved it. You know, Boys in the Hood is cool, that's a classic, but you know, you got menace, to society, you got uh what else you got? What's them what's them hood genre movies? You got uh I mean Baby Boy was cool, I didn't like Baby Boy. Ving Rhames was cool. I like the Ving Rhames character, cause I I'm buff like Ving Rames was in that movie, so I like that movie. But yeah, that, that's so my detangle is I so partly I do this podcast and as a scholar, as a professor, the research that I write, all of my research is about amplifying the voices and centering the voices of black people. Because we got majoritarian narratives that, flame, that frame us as a deficit. That frame us as ignorant, as wild, as hostile, as violent, as not contributing, as not interested in spiritual growth. That's all a lie. So all the work I do is about center, centering and amplifying our voices. And I feel like John Singleton and Spike Lee, like they were the first two black film directors, you know, on, on this side of black exploitation movies that really got into black voice, how we live, and layered in meaningful ways. Right. You know, I always said I was and boys in the hood. Like that was me. I went to college, first generation college going, you know, so I love John Singleton, man. And that's just work. You know, that's my detangle. Get out there. Elevate your voice. Elevate the voice of people in your community. Like you if you got a voice elevated, don't be afraid to lose something because you got a voice and you scared to say it. Right. So say it to somebody. If you're not going to say it to yourself, you know, unless let's free, free our minds. Real talk. Let's free our minds. And anyway, that's a detangle. You know, one hour and eighteen minutes. It's 349 Central Standard Time. So I'm finna bounce this down. It'll be up in like an hour for y'all to consume it. Again, happy Mother's Day. Facade Podcast. I'm trying to get the visuals up. So if you want to contribute to the Facade Podcast, we need some bank roll. So my son told me Cash Out. That's the dollar sign facade F-A-C-A-D-E podcast. So give so I can give, right? Give y'all these visuals. We're about to get out here this summer and do some work, so stay tuned. I appreciate y'all. I told y'all we had a thousand streams, downloads across uh, Apple and Spotify. I think I'm about to get on Stitcher. We're about to get on some different platforms. But I keep y'all posted. podcast. We're going to go live in the fall. Spread the word. When you hear this, I'm out here. <laughs> yeah, I'm out here. One.